We wanted to give a shout out to Rumpel, our new favorite blankets that were made to go anywhere you go. Rumpel's original puffy blanket is made sustainably with the same quality materials as your favorite puffy jacket. So whether you're hitting the beach or camping in the mountains, Rumpel has you covered. They've got cool designs and packable products for that on-the-go lifestyle. Rumpel blankets are water and weather resistant and pack right into a stuff sack. So they're easy to pack everywhere we at Kids Who Explore go. We also love that every blanket is made from 60 recycled plastic bottles and that they come in junior sizes for our kids. The chamois towel is another one of our favorites because it's quick drying and it's so perfect for all of those adventures when you didn't quite plan on getting wet. Like when your kids suddenly see a splash park or your hike includes an unexpected dip in the water. Get your Rumpel gear at rumpel.com and enter code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. That's R-U-M-P-L dot with code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Everly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Rowan Rockscar is the public relations manager at Kids Who Explore. She is a mama to one year old Stevie. The Rockscar family lives in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, which is a short drive to the Rocky Mountains. Rowan and Stevie embarked on many adventures, mostly hikes, while Rowan was off on her 13-month maternity leave for work. Rowan still tries to get out to the mountains at least once a week and is now learning to go a bit slower to let Stevie explore too. Rowan, thanks for hopping on the podcast today. Thank you. (laughs) We've loved getting to know you through working at Kids Who Explore and adventuring with you. We actually met on Instagram back in, I want to say December, right? I think so. (laughs) November, yeah. I I slid into your DMs there. So can you tell us a bit about your family and your adventures? Yeah, so Stevie is 19 going on 20 months now. And our adventures used to look like road trips and long bike rides and long hikes. And now that she's a little bit older, I've had to slow down. So shorter bike rides when um, she takes a lot of breaks, shorter hikes, not as hard hikes, because as she gets older, she gets a lot heavier, as all of you know very well. Um, So yeah, it's really all about Stevie exploring now, and it's really fun to see the things through her eyes. So when she's experiencing new nature, new sights, it's, it's so exciting. That's so great. I love how you say that, that adventures are just different, but they're exciting because they're through her eyes. So you're letting her do that and not pushing her so much that you're taking away the fun aspect of it. Yeah. Well, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I guess she'll tell us soon. (laughs) So one really important topic that we wanted to talk to you about today is secondhand gear. You're so helpful in all your information about secondhand gear. So I'm sure you're going to help a ton of people with this podcast. But something that we constantly struggle with is the juxtaposition of inspiring people to get outside and then also realizing that outside isn't accessible to everyone. And one huge thing is gear. Gear is expensive, hard to come by, especially if you live in places with so many different seasons, you need a bunch of different gear. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, well, when I grew up, uh, we typically always had secondhand gear and that was out of necessity. So I think for a period of my life, I really loathed secondhand things because that's all we ever got. And I didn't get new stuff. 
And now that I'm a little bit more mature, I realize that secondhand gear is a lot more responsible for the planet. So kids outgrow things so fast. And sometimes you can buy brand new stuff and then learn after you um, have an experience with that gear that, hey, maybe camping's not for me, or hey, I actually don't like downhill skiing. So I think one important thing is to try things before you buy them. So borrowing equipment, renting equipment, um, I think those are two key things before you try any adventure. So there's really not that many essentials for a successful adventure, as you guys know. So comfy footwear, food and water, safety things. So if you're on the water, obviously a PFD. If you're hiking, then bear spray, depending on where you are. But yeah, I think secondhand gear, hugely important for adventures. So I've had some successes and some big fails with secondhand stuff. So where do you mostly find your secondhand gear? I look on Facebook Marketplace frequently. And once you start searching for things on Facebook Marketplace, it kind of, the algorithm is in your favor on marketplace. So things that you've previously searched for will show up. So if you search for a brand, then next time you go on, you'll see more things from said brand. And um, yeah, I go to different thrift stores, different consignment stores. And I think it's important for moms to be or parents to be to note that before you actually have kids, try to get out to the consignment and thrift stores as much as you can before you have a little one in tow. Because now that I've got a toddler, it's a lot harder, especially with COVID. It's not as easy to get out and run errands. For sure. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) They're trying to grab at everything and you're not supposed to touch anything. Yeah. So what have been some of the best items you found? Um, When Stevie was little, I found a Patagonia down bunting suit for 40 bucks. And it looked like it had maybe been worn once, maybe washed once. It was perfect condition. And those things uh, retail for almost $200. So that was a pretty good win. And then I had a friend find another Patagonia bunting suit for $20 uh, in her town, which is in Banff. So she picked it up for me. And um, I think that's another thing to keep in mind. So instead of limiting your search to just your city, you can search cities that you have friends living in as well. So if you're looking for something specific and you can't find it where you live, then start looking in the places that surround um, the place that you live and see if somebody can pick it up for you. That's very smart. I always find you're so kind with your gear as well. It's like you have Stevie in an item and then you're like, oh, she doesn't need this anymore. And you definitely share that love amongst your friend group as well. So you would recommend... Um, probably sharing with everybody. Um, Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it totally, it totally depends on if you want to resell something or if you want to keep something as um, like an air, a family heirloom. Like for instance, my little blue Patagonia bunting suit. I'm hoping that I'll have another kid at some point and that they can wear it. And it's for that age that um, diaper explosions happen. So I haven't lent that specific piece out to anybody, but most of my gear, I will happily 
lend out to friends um, and multiple friends as well, because it's not, most of it's not that precious. Well, that's a good idea to just lend out and get it back. I don't know if this would work for everyone, but my sister-in-law has three kids and then she shared a bunch of stuff with me. And now her sister is having a kid and I'm going to share it back to her. And then at some point, hopefully I have more kids and I get it back again. So if you can pass it along to family and friends, if you are having kids at different times, because like you said, they go through stuff for such short periods of time. That you totally. Have- and I think um, from experience, you need to kind of keep track of who you're lending things to, because I've lent out things from um, baby swings to all of my maternity clothes. They've gone through four friends now since I've been pregnant. And so I think it's just important to kind of bundle your stuff up and send it off to one or two people instead of lending single items out to a lot of friends. Otherwise you might not get them back just because as a mom, I don't think anybody's trying to be malicious at all. I think we just honestly forget who we've lent things to or who we've received things from. Right. You need a library. Of- <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, everyone has their own library service over here. <laughs> Checked. Yeah. I wouldn't I'm be surprised with Rowan's spreadsheets and how organized she keeps things that <laughs> everybody's ticked off on there. I love what you were saying about your sister-in-law, Lauren, because the same thing happened with me too. It's nice that we have nieces and nephews who are older that we can get that gear passed on to us and then we can pass that gear on to the next and it just keeps cycling through. Like we've had a a little snowsuit that I think went through, I think my sister-in-law said like five or six families or something. And it was a like retro snowsuit too, but I loved it so much because it just had so much history behind it. And the name on the label, like I didn't even know whose name it was, but it was so great. And then I love that, that gifting and continuing after, but Rowan, have you found any items that you didn't think would suffice secondhand? Honestly, I can't think of anything. I did have one secondhand fail where I bought a, a stroller from a coworker and she had told me that she bought it from Nordstrom and her kids were both under four. So I thought, okay, this has to be a new stroller. And I was newly pregnant and I looked at it and I was like, yeah, this looks, this looks great. So I bought it from her only to later find out that the model was from 2006 and it was missing one of the tubes in the tires. So anytime I was pushing it in the mall, it would veer off to the side. I was like, what is going on? So I think when you're buying actual gear rather than clothing, it's important to look it up and kind of find out when it's from, because there are a lot of baby carriers out there for hiking and, um, they're probably not great for long hikes. So some things are totally worth the investment. And if you can find a quality hiking carrier for your kid used, then do it. But if you are just trying to save a um, save money and you buy a cheap one, your back's probably not going to be very happy. Yeah, that's We totally were gifted fair. a hand-me-down carrier that was probably 15 years old. And I feel like it was just metal bars on my back. And so, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like that one wasn't going to work out, but then we managed to go online to a secondhand shop, which I don't know our, where our listeners, what they have, but we have something called Kijiji here. And uh, yeah, we went to Mac, tried on one that we liked, and then we went on to Kijiji and found it. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's worked great for us ever since. And I know we're talking about adventure gear, but I guess we should also point out a car seat, for example, would it be something that you should get secondhand usually because there's an expiry date on it. And if the car has been in an accident of any kind, then you're not supposed to use the car seat anymore. So just checking the safety regulations of those. Yeah, totally. We did actually use our, um, my sister-in-law's car seat. So our bucket seat was a hand-me-down that was not expired. And because it was from our family, uh, we knew that she had not been in any car accident. So I think as long as you know exactly who it's coming from and um, you trust that person, then it might be okay. But definitely check those dates. Um, life jackets and PFDs also expire. So that's something oh, to keep in mind. Interesting. Because I've been talking about that so much and I was looking it up and I was under the impression they didn't expire. I mean, there there could be different regulations, but... I thought they didn't expire as long as they were not wrecked in any way, okay. but they do. Well, they used to, so maybe just cut that part out. <laughs> no, that's actually kind of good for our listeners to know and look into because regulations would be different depending on where you live. And I didn't know that they expired either. So yeah. So great. You do a quick, no, this is a, I'm going to leave this in the podcast guys, because yeah, a quick Google search says there's no expiry date for personal flotation device and or life jacket, but it becomes void if it has been repaired or altered. Therefore it is no longer usable and must be replaced and discarded for recycling. That was posted by precisionperformance.com April 20th, 2020. Well, I know helmets do expire. So yes. That's a good one to talk about. <laughs> yes, because yeah. same thing, if helmets have been, if there's been an accident and a child has hit their head, then that helmet is now void too. But that's something you may not know if you're buying it secondhand. Yeah, and I see lots of helmets on Facebook Marketplace, even for skiing and snowboarding. And you have no idea what that person has been through. So I would say, unless it's from a family member, don't accept a, a secondhand helmet. Yeah, that's a good piece of advice. Yeah, that's good to know. I didn't realize that. I'm in the market for looking for a helmet for Turner's. I will have to keep my eyes open for that. Yes. I was going to say bear spray also expires, which is not something I think you would ever see on Facebook Marketplace, but you never know. (laughs) You literally never know. (laughs) Well, you actually, technically, technically, you're not even supposed to loan out or share your bear spray because you at least where we live in Canada you have to register it as a weapon my bear spray it expires December uh 2022 I looked the other day because I was like I do not want to miss this day (laughs) with all the bears lurking about in Kananaskis right now I should probably check yeah check your date and see to make sure it's not expired um and then just kind of yeah know in advance because super important definitely well I'm loving all of this I think yeah it's really great you know the go to your secondhand gear websites there's lots of um stores too that have consignment where you can find really good gear and I think we'd agree don't buy secondhand helmets and car seats bear spray (laughs) not that none other of us have seen that on there So yesterday you and I were talking about Stevie's birthday and what you did for gifts for that to minimize waste. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yeah. So um, in my experience as a mom, there's just a lot of consumerism. And as you know, everybody says, oh, you need this and you need this. And to have a baby, you really don't need that much stuff. And so um, I was getting really overwhelmed with family and friends 
giving us things, buying us things. And so when it came down to her first birthday, I had listened to another podcast called Simple Families, and she had talked about um, no gift birthday parties. And so I sent a note to my family and two friends. We had two separate little birthday parties for Stevie. And I said, please don't bring her a gift. And if you do bring her a gift, she will not be opening it at her party. She will open it after her party. And we're going to spread it out over a period of time because I've been to a lot of kids' birthdays, birthday parties. And um, I remember being a kid and at your birthday party, you just wanted to get to the cake so that you could open all your presents. And I've seen kids open presents and they just open one, they throw it to the side, they open the next one, throw it to the side. And so I really wanted Stevie's experience to be all about seeing her family, seeing her friends. And it was really, it was accepted really well. I had some handmade gifts for Stevie. One of them was um, an emptied out peanut butter jar with a hole cut in the top and then some coins. And so she drops the coins in. It's perfect for fine motor skills. And um, yeah, it was just, it was perfect. Having less things, the things that she did open, she actually took time to appreciate. I love that so much. And I am definitely going to try copy that in the future. This year, I was able to do that myself because it was just Jordan Collins and I at her birthday because we were across the continent. So we said to everyone, we don't want anything, but some people don't want to listen to that. So I decided I had to be very specific. Like she needs clothes in this size, or we love books. We always think you can never have too many books. Can you hear her singing right now? <laughs> but, oh my goodness, I lost my train of thought because that was just so cute. <laughs> She has an amazing singing voice already. That's really going to be just like her mama. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but did you find there was a way to tell people that, that they actually listened? Because I don't know. I just feel like people don't want to listen to that request. I think some people feel like gifts are their love language. That's how they're showing their love. But what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, with a couple friends, like they did kind of go over the top, but they were super thoughtful gifts that like keepsake kind of gifts you know one friend had t-shirts made for stevie um one friend made stevie a piggy bank in the shape of a mountain it was like it's so special um and then family yeah family definitely i think the older generations don't really understand the con concept of uh no gift birthday parties so i think it'll take some time but they'll come around We'll make them. What I found works is I'll tell my family, like, please don't buy anything for the kids. They have so much stuff already. They don't need any more. And if there's something like a big item that I think they might like, then I'll just suggest that we all pitch in it together. And that seems to work. Or in the past, we've done where everybody brings a gift, but it's meant to go. So my we picked a, a charity and then everybody brought gifts for Jackson's second or third birthday. I can't remember. And then I went, we, we chose in from the cold, which is here in Calgary, Alberta. And I'm, I called the um, coordinator for that. And I said, Hey, you know what, this is what I want to do for my son's birthday party. Can you please send me a list of exactly what you need? 
And then with the invitation, I sent out that list to the guests. And so we got bags of diapers and, and sandals, like adult sized sandals were needed, um, brand new underwear, like a bunch of things from their list that are often not thought of for people when they're doing donations. So it was like specific, exactly what they needed. That's what the guests brought. And then Jackson got to take all of those items to in from the cold and deliver them himself. And they did a tour for him and he got to meet some people that were currently living there and see what everything happened and where his his presents were going. That's special. That's so nice. I know too, now we're just talking about different gift ideas, but for my nieces and nephews, especially till they get to a certain age where they can really ask for something specific that they're wanting, I've always given education money and I just give it to their parents and say, put this in their RESP. And then if you're someone that's around those children a lot, I like experiences. So I'd like to say, okay, I'm going to take you on this adventure for your birthday or you get to choose this adventure for your birthday or something like that. So Rowan, you said you wanted to talk about something called the Buy Nothing Project. Yeah. So I came across the Buy Nothing Project on Facebook and you can actually go to buynothingproject.org, I believe. And you can find one of these pages on Facebook. Um, You should have one for your community. And if you don't, see if there's one for a neighboring community. So it's a group where uh, there's no transaction. There's no trades allowed. It's really just a place for you to gift things to the community and for you to ask um, for material things from the community. So uh, Stevie had grown out of her a pair of rain boots and I needed the size up and I couldn't find them easily on Facebook Marketplace. So I put a, an ask up on our buy nothing community page. And the next day I had a pair of rain boots on my step from somebody that lived in my community. And then I also found um, a free toddler learning tower on this buy nothing project. I just asked the question. I said, does anybody have one that they don't need anymore? And the next day I went and picked up a toddler learning tower for Stevie that I got for free because somebody didn't need it anymore. And then if I have things that I can pass on to the community, same thing, you just post it up, you say gift and people can comment on it and you can decide who, who needs that item. That is so Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Is there anything you can think of, or do you think it'd be beneficial for people to rent things? Like I know at the beginning you were talking about if someone wants to try camping and they don't know if they're going to like it for sure. And I know the minimalists, I don't know if you've ever listened to them speak, but they talked about how in LA specifically, so obviously that's a very big city, they have things where you can rent anything. It's like, you need a screwdriver, you can rent it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think we have that here too. It's called Ruckify and you can... you can rent out your trailer, you can rent out tools, you can rent out your lawnmower, your tent, whatever. So I think it's it's beyond those typical traditional um, rental places. You can rent equipment online. I've seen people uh, renting out their Thule chariot for skiing on Facebook Marketplace. So I think you just have to do a little bit of a search, but I think it's totally worth borrowing or renting before you make those big purchases because I have some friends that have made a big purchase for a hiking carrier and then they discover that 
they don't really like hiking with their baby or their baby just screams. So it's not really a a wise decision to spend $500 on something or whatever, and then discover after the fact that that wasn't a, (laughs) a wise decision. Those are great organizations that you mentioned. So I'll link those up in the show notes. Everyone can find them too. Alrighty. So where can people find you to follow along other than at Kids Who Explore? I'm on Instagram at Rowan Explores. That's R-O-W-A-N Explores. And I've tried to start a website and failed miserably. WordPress was not my friend. So that's pretty much the only place you can find me. You can find me on Facebook too, but um, on Facebook, I'm really just resharing the things that I share on Instagram. So I hope to connect with some of you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything today, uh, Rowan. I think a lot of our listeners today will really be able to take something from today's chat. And hopefully, even if it just helps lessen consumerism a little bit, (laughs) that'll make a huge impact on the planet for sure. So we end every episode with our three famous questions. So I'm going to go ahead and get started and ask you those. What piece of advice can you share with families to get outside? Don't let a lack of gear hold you back. So like I mentioned, there's really just the three essentials, comfy footwear, your food and water and safety. Yes, absolutely. I love it. And you do not need to have the top brands for sure to be able to get out and do those fun things. What is one of your top recommendations right now? It can be anything from an idea to a product. My favorite recommendation right now would be to join the Buy Nothing Project um, group in your area. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to be joining that. Thank you so much for sharing it. Let's end with a challenge. You challenge families to? Uh, I challenge families to connect with a new family this month. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you on here. This is great. I learned so much from you. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for having me on. Yes, you've inspired me to uh, reduce my the plastic that we use in our household. So I'm not sorry. Turn around to talk to you, <laughs> but we're not. Bye. Plastic bags again, little little Ziploc sandwich bags. So we didn't make that purchase when we went to the grocery store last time. So thank you for inspiring us and all of the things that you do. It's super special. Yes, people really should follow along with you for all of your simple, minimalist, earth-friendly suggestions. You share so much in your stories, which we appreciate. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars. And follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.